You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. And we're back with an all-new episode of Keep It, y'all. Hello. Hi. Hi. Congrats on the Colbert situation. Was he a doll? He was a great human being. He seems like he knows everything, which I love. He also is obsessed with the movie network, like I am. And here's my question. what Did, did he say my name and Kara's name, or did you say them? You'll have to find out on Fuck. Thursday. Damn it. Won't you? I was wondering what order he said them in. Lewis. Just <laughs> is it, Are you is, okay, Joe yeah. Crawford? <laughs> I, <I'm... laughs> is Lewis gonna murder me? Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna push you down the stairs <laughs> if, you, if your name is said first. Vertel first. And not by, not by Steven. We're both uh, men who mispronounce our last name, so I relate to him on another level. How do you say what? How do you say your last name? I I say Vertel just because everybody guesses that, but it's actually Vertel. What? Oh, yeah, I know. Your actual last name is Vertel? Yeah, Kara Quiet. <laughs> just like a... Louis, you let... What? Just like a Chrissy Teigen situation. Right. Oh, right. Yes. And Ariana. Is her last name just Grant? It's some... It's not... It's not... I think, first of all, I think we all say Ariana and it's... It's Ariette. What's another way to say Ariana? that? Ariana? Ariana. Something like that. Well... Definitely Bill... Grande we're not saying right. Well, oh. also like Rihanna... We right. definitely don't say Rihanna's yeah. real name. Yeah, that's oh yeah, true. that's been totally lost. Only when her her Caribbean friends say her name, and you're like, "Also, that's oh, that's how it goes." Or which, yeah, and when she's in like an interview, like it's funny, like someone will just be saying Rihanna, Rihanna, and she, but there was one where she was talking about a song. She's like, "You know, when you listen to a Rihanna song, I'm like, you're just saying your real name <laughs> in front of us, and we can't hear it through whatever magic." Right. Uh, but yes, I was. On the Colbert Show, it airs Thursday. It was supposed to air Monday, but Brad Cranston wants to talk. He's a good talker, though. He does. Also, here's my question. Does then Steven put on a different suit, the one he will wear Thursday, so that the episode matches up, or no? Oh, I don't know. Because that's pre- that takes some planning. Wow. I guess I'll wait does to see Does he wear what... different suits? I, you would think he would, since it's like day after day after day. Maybe he'll just wear the same suit again Thursday. Mm, could be, could be. TV magic. Anyway, I love this biz. <sighs> Y'all, last week we talked about Priyanka Chopra mm-hmm. and her wedding. Mm-hmm. And we missed <laughs> I know. the cut. Because <laughs> this was published literally after we recorded. The cut wrote an article about how <laughs> they Priyanka was a scammer, a global scam artist, who married Jonah's brother for her own gain. It was written by author Mariah Smith. Yeah, that feels, I mean, listen. It was a mess. Did you read it? 
I I did. I read it and like couldn't really understand. I read it quickly and like didn't really understand what I was reading when it was happening. But the thing that stood out was, of course, was like Priyanka Chopra is incredibly famous, which is like what we had been talking about before. And like, listen, the Jonas Brothers are also famous. But the idea that pop like, royalty, also the idea that if she were going to <laughs> if she were going to like pick some American dude to quote unquote scam. She would do better than Joe Jonas or, to me. Yeah, or Nick like Jonas. Like she's Nick Jonas. Which see, I don't even know which one it is. <laughs> like she, Terry Jonas. She seemed to me like she would aim higher because she herself is incredibly successful and wealthy and famous. That like she could have she could have aimed higher. Yeah, like an A list movie star or something. Yeah, as opposed to the star of Kingdom, whatever that was. Yeah, it was. If it she was, was a real scammer. She would have been all up on Amal's husband. <laughs> created right? a little scandal yeah it was um you know and I, I will say this because the story was bad and people made that known and the cut took the story down and apologized but like it is important to remember and this is not to take any blame away from the writer but like you don't write things in a vacuum like the cut is a very popular publication and you have editors and I think that is a good example of who is editing your work and who and do they do they know enough to be doing this? So like, did you have a person of color editing that who maybe could see that this doesn't sound right when they're reading it? Like, it's not just um, it's not just up. The writers don't get to just publish whatever they want. And multiple people would have had to have read that story before it went up. And so I think it's important in terms of the blame to look at the entire machine that would allow something like that to get published. Yeah. Everyone thinks that because it's the internet, the people who write right. articles, you yeah. just sort of type something up and you hit send. Right. But it's like, no, uh, you have to go through a long process right. to get something put onto the internet. It is still a business. It's still part of it's New a York publication. magazine. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not just gonna appear there. And I think that's the same thing with that into piece about mm-hmm. thank yes. you next. Mm-hmm. You have to sort of Think about the editors who aren't really thinking about the young talent that they're mm-hmm. pulling in. They're sort of using people get used. Mm-hmm. You know, they use them for clicks, and then when the blowback hits, they still get the clicks, and they may get to take it down and apologize. But the other person's career is the one who's and on they're the line. not the one who's getting you know in the case of that in two piece, like they're not the ones getting death threats, or they're not the you know like Mariah people afterwards we're tweeting like very racist shit at her she's black so it's like that's not no one the editors at the we don't even know who edited that piece right like they're not the ones who are facing those consequences which and is we n- never find out you we never way. find out you never find out and by the way in the case of that into piece uh, the editors are also important because literally actual information was left out of the piece for instance that it was lampooning bring it on for example they just totally left that out you mm-hmm. know so the editors are particularly responsible and then you, for that. they slipped it back in there too oh yeah they're like oh and by the way we totally knew it the whole time also i find the cuts response better than Into's. Listen, I have loved Into Magazine. You know, I am friends with Zach Stafford, who, you know, is, runs Into. But whoever was editing that piece, I was just like, they issued a sort of half apology and then commissioned a response to it. I'm like, now you're just getting double clicks. Right. And it's like, why you wouldn't need to issue a response to this piece if you hadn't published it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, it's not great, you know. Who would have guessed that calling Priyanka Chopra just a, a vicious 
spinster scammer would have backfired. I just can't imagine. Maybe they Right, seen... it's not like she doesn't have millions and millions of fans <laughs> right, across right. the globe. Who could have foreseen that? Maybe they'd seen Baywatch. Oh, where she, she, oh, she, right. she, she plays Baywatch. a scammer. Yeah. Mm. Now, you know what? Which was a documentary. I, I, remain, I remain perturbed. All the Baywatches were. That's right. I remain perturbed that she was on the cover of Vogue for a wedding, which is not an accomplishment, by the way. Getting married is not an accomplishment. It's a thing you decide to do. Throwing a party isn't necessarily an accomplishment. It's a thing you decide to do. I would have preferred her to be on the cover for her actual work because she is a working actress who is very successful. But you know what? They're married. Good for them. It's done now. Thank God. Vogue put a South Asian woman on their cover? Never. I mean, you know, that yeah, it was like for that. Or it also, unfortunately, it puts her in the same vein of like Kim Kardashian, who was on the cover for her wedding. Right. And like that is not company Priyanka Chopra should be in. Right. That was an actual scam. Right. Kim Kardashian getting herself on the cover of Vogue. That was Kanye texting Anna Wintour every day for a year and her finally be like, shit, put him on the cover. If he like, will he stop texting me? (laughs) He's running around the building. Yeah. Like just put them both on versus like Priyanka Chopra, who has a career and should have been on for she's going to be in a movie next year you know what i mean like put her on for that but it's done that I've, rebel wilson movie though yeah she's in that she yeah is. oh i didn't realize that we talked about it on the show okay I'm, <laughs> again my still alice moments coming coming soon and hard all you hear are carpenter's songs in your head that's true the harmonies are lovely anyway today's episode is hot we are going to be visited by janet herself do you think it'll be good janet or bad janet i hope it's bad janet or neutral janet <laughs> darcy carden from the good place is here Fucking love darcy carden and we're also going to get into every single award show drama that mm. has happened in the past week Oof. i'm talking about golden globe noms i'm talking about kevin hart i'm talking about grammy snubs we can do all that shit all of it yeah do we have to Yes, Kara. Okay. (laughs) We'll be right back. And we are back. I don't want to talk about this shit. (laughs) I don't either. (laughs) You know, I I nominate Kevin Hart for eviction from the Big Brother house. (laughs) Please collect your belongings. (laughs) (laughs) Jewish... The concept of Julie Chen evicting Kevin Hart is funny <laughs> because of Les Vermes. Right. It's pretty grim. You can't evict anyone anymore, Julie. Wow, is she still going to do that? I think she might still be on the show. Well, you know she'll at least do Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, right. Anyway. Anyway, it's award season officially. The noms are out. And Lewis, Lewis loves award season. I, I love arguably, award season too. Yeah, you do. I arguably don't love anything else. That's the difference between that's, you and me. That's the only thing you love. Right. Uh, and this is great. Uh, this is going to be us getting into the award shows. Can, can we start we... with the good stuff first? Yes. All right. Golden Globes. Golden Globes. Golden mm-hmm. Globes. The best stuff. Sandra Oh, oh. and Andy Samberg are hosting the Golden Globes. Perfect. Sandra Oh is now the first Asian person ever I saw to host an award show. 
which is so goddamn embarrassing, by the way. Yeah. Like, I think for I every- saw that said too, and I think it means here in America, an American main award. I, I, I don't think that needs, obviously. Yes. Yes. obviously. Oh, actually, actually Kara, um, it does because the tweet went out from like the Hollywood Reporter. People need and that of clarified course, for them. People in on Twitter, because Twitter is obnoxious and disgusting, were like, um, Plenty of people host award shows in Asia. Y'all heard are of them? What are you talking about? <laughs> of course. No, in the United States, I think that is. They ship so... over Ellen Pompeo right. to do every <laughs> Chinese award show. I think that is so embarrassing for every award show on television ever. Like, that she is the first person is so fucking embarrassing and disgraceful to all of you. But I am so happy that she's going to be there. I'm so happy that it's her. Which is weird because it, it makes me think that. Wow, Aziz has never hosted one, and I feel right. like if I feel like if the Babe.net stuff hadn't happened this year, he, he would have been, been he would have been in contention for yeah. Oscar. Totally. Yeah. Also, Sandra Oh is just somebody who, in addition to being an amazing actress on the uh, Killing Eve and Grey's Anatomy, she just when she shows up in anything and at award shows, she's so welcome because she's so game. She's so. Um, has that a friendly energy? She's like reverent to uh, other actors. She just it has the completely right attitude, and also Andy Samberg. It's he's a little fratty for me, but he also is fucking funny. So he's I think funny. the combination of the two of them I is going to be great. I love Andy yeah. Samberg. And, I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, it's a great show. And Sandra O's hair is going to look unbelievable because she has one of the best heads of hair on currently on the planet right now. Is the argument she I would is make. going to look snatched? Look incredible! I'm excited. Here's the thing. It's so funny that everything seems to be right about the Golden Globes this year, even though the Golden Globes in general are a mess. And also, you again, they're like the highest profile award show where the the winners forget they won a, a month afterwards. <laughs> you you know, so a, do you like do you like keep a Golden Globe out? I don't know. You could get a Golden Globe award if you have a sack of cash. Yeah. We could get one. You can get one on eBay. We can yeah. get them to create a podcast in Golden Globe just so we can win one. I tweeted this, and I stand by it, and all of the people who tried to counter it are wrong. But I said, can you really be snubbed by the Golden Globes? Like, well, as people were talking about snubs, <laughs> but it's like, is there really such thing as a Golden Globe snub? Because it's just so wacky and up in the air all the time, and there's there does not seem to be any rhyme or reason to it. And while, obviously, there are things that you want recognized, I'm like, it's the Golden Globes. Yeah. Like, it's you can't really be snubbed there. Well, the thing is that some Golden Globe nominations do end up just propelling certain people towards Oscar nominations. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that helps. And if someone sort of like gets left off, it you start to think, will they be nominated for an Oscar? Specifically, First Man mm-hmm. got like nothing oh, except yeah. for Claire Foy. And it sort of has people thinking, oh, will they be nominated for any Oscars now? No, right. Well, that's interesting because that's also a movie where it's probably poised to do well in the technical categories. If you saw First Man, really, it does feel like you're in, it, 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 it conveys what being in space in that time would have been like, which is a rickety old roller coaster. <laughs> like, you don't want to be in this capsule. It's that not a glamorous situation. That sequence yeah. was riveting. Yeah. The and only that, riveting part of the movie. Yeah, no, precise. No, and then they go back to like their home life and uh, Claire Foy randomly Turning slips radio in, dials. Yes, and Claire Foy slips into like a Temple Grandin accent on an accident 30 times. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, yes, I, I have said before, uh, the Golden Globes are basically like, they. it's trying to predict the Oscars, and then in the in the TV categories, it's usually trying to reward the newest show more than the best show. 
So, like, Homecoming is up for the uh, best show uh, because it came out seconds ago. You know what I mean? Like, it's still fresh on people's minds, and it also has a big star, which the Golden Globes are obsessed with. It feels like there's a different taste, too, with TV versus the Emmys. Like, the Golden Globes taste, to me, is not the taste of the Emmy voters. Yeah. Of, like, what, like it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens with Homecoming with the Emmys, but um, it just, it, it the Golden Globes, it's just, like, people are going to be drunk, the hosts are usually better, mostly because you've had um, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler hosting recently. And, like, I think it, it, especially because they moved the dates of the Oscars, it seems like it's been, so, like, people have been able to come back from yeah. a quote-unquote globe snub. Like, movies that aren't recognized seem like there's been enough time to remount their campaign so that when the Oscars come around, it doesn't matter that they didn't get the Golden Globes love. Right. And also, I think there is just broad... Um, industry knowledge that the Golden Globes are decided by 90 random people and the Oscars are just decided by, you know... I'm one of them. That's Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. you. I'm in the HFPA. Hungarian uh, emissary, uh, Ira Madison. I have dinner with Catherine Zeta-Jones later today. Wow. I always love how people don't understand she's just white. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's not. She's from Wales. Oh, she, yeah, she's Welsh. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, but um, anyway, uh, so it's always... Fun to see what the Golden Globes come up with. It usually never sticks in the cultural memory what really, what wins. I mean, Mozart in the Jungle won one year, guys. Do you think of that show as winning things? I don't. Well, it'll, it'll be a palate cleanser for whatever nonsense happens at the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Will there be a host? <sighs> let's, let's talk I guess about let's get let's into talk it. about the Oscars. So, first of all, Kevin Hart was announced as the host of the Oscars. Uh, And just days after, he dropped out because of a slew of old homophobic tweets that were unearthed. Examples. Yo, if my son comes home and tries to play with my daughter's dollhouse, I'm going to break it over his head and say in my voice, stop, that's gay. That's not a joke. <laughs> that, that, that's, that sounds like premeditated violence. Yeah, I was gonna say, that sounds like a traumatic memory that a lot of people have. Uh, you sound like Lucius putting Jamal in the trash can on Empire. <laughs> LMAO at all of the women asking me where the pick is. I'm not passing along a pick of a naked man. That would make me gay by association. Nigga, what? <laughs> Is he Brilliant. talking about the many women begging him for dick pics? Is that what we're, spo- just... we're supposed to believe that there are a bunch of women begging for Kevin Hart nudes? Why does Wayne215 have so many pictures of me in his phone? What are you, some type of fat fag that takes pic of small black men all day? Here is my thing. I know that we have been, and we're going to get into this shit, but a lot of people have responded, particularly comedians, they're all trying to sort of hedge a bit. You know, they don't want to be the person who comes out and is in favor of censorship of comedy because that ends up being a slippery slope. We've seen it happen this year. But also, can you acknowledge the fact that most of Kevin Hart's tweets weren't jokes? Right. He was responding to, like, people who tweeted annoying things at him on Twitter with, Shut up, fag. Like, most of his tweets that someone found were just him being like, fuck you, or you're a fat fag, or you're ugly this. I'm like, that's not a joke. That's just 
yelling at people. Right. So then Kevin Hart, so they found the tweets and then he like weirdly refused to apologize. So he was posting these weird ass videos on Instagram where he was like, don't listen to the negativity and and I stay off social media. And then Kara. he... he <laughs> Our world is becoming beyond crazy. I'm not going to let the craziness frustrate me or anger me, especially when I worked hard to get to the mental space that I am at now. My team calls me, oh my God, Kevin, the world is upset about tweets you did years ago. Oh my God. God. Guys, I'm almost 40 years old. Okay. <laughs> if you don't believe that people change, grow, evolve as they get older. Well, not as they get younger. You, if you want to hold people in a position where they always have to justify or explain their past, then do you. So, the incredible thing is, the incredible thing is, had that video just been an apology, right. had it actually just been a, I have grown, I am 40 years old, I have changed, you know, there's language, because I, the other thing that's interesting is like people, when you talk about using that word, like there was a time where that was not like, it's always homophobic, obviously, but like people used it liberally oh, to, yeah. for it to be, you know, it's about effeminate, like any things related to- It's like to- the word re- retard, everybody exactly. used to say. So yeah. I think people- I grew up in the Midwest. Like right. people just threw that out yeah. as like, instead of saying you're dumb, they'd be like, don't be a fat. Exactly. And so people, I think, have a little bit more- understanding of wow there are a lot of things we used to say that were not okay and recognizing that people change if he had just a fucking apologized in that video and instead he did not and then he instead dropped he did, out he did a sleepy ass video yeah. in his bed in black and white with no like clothes on just like rubbing his pecs if you want to talk about gay by association <laughs> But so then he didn't even, he didn't even, the Academy did not fire him. Kevin Hart then stepped down as host. He right. They said they were, they were like, just apologize. The bar was so low. All he had to do, they were literally like, just apologize for these tweets, which, which everybody acknowledges are a few years old. Not that many years old. It was like 2010 after he had already made 20 movies and was definitely an adult. So this is all definitely still very much out of line. But he took it as some insult to his, like, ego or integrity, as you just heard in that clip there. He's like, the world is mad at you. I mean, just the actual megalomania you are hearing when actually people are just saying, as you said, Ira, these are just slurs that have no context other than you are calling somebody gay. So all he had to do was say, look. The Oscars are a new, huge platform. Kevin Hart, arguably huger than the Oscars at this point. But when the Oscars come into play and you're asked to host that, basically, the room you're in just got bigger. Apologize louder for the people in the back. There's new people paying attention now. You know? Uh, The Oscars are something that gay people fucking love. Here I am. My entire job at Crooked Media is telling you I love the Oscars, etc. So, it is very it's also sh- people's jobs on twitter just right. reminding me that lewis vertel should host the oscar precisely like, i fucking get it <laughs> but also what's crazy also is how this conversation has shifted to well there are other comedians who have said like the word fag in like a way they probably wouldn't have now all right like, so nick cannon yeah. <sighs> which was i this i actually find this hilarious but keep going. I, I love that mariah carey's ex-husband <laughs> enters the fray <laughs> to be like but wait a second Amy Schumer and Sarah Silverman and other people have tweeted fag before. Well, first of all, it's not okay for them to have done it before right. either. 
two. I'm glad you found the one or two one tweets, tweets of theirs yes, right. where Kevin Hart was sending them out like he was in the fucking imitation game <laughs> trying to break Nazi codes. And there's also this problem. This was the problem with Bill Cosby. This was the problem with Nate Parker. When people always try to bring up what a white person did that yep. was bad to defend something bad that a black male right. did, you are not doing the world any kind but, of good. Right. You're basically saying white people get to be bad, so why can't I be bad too? And it's actually at the expense of LGBTQ people who are also black. Right. It also, I'm sorry, the bar is not Sarah Silverman. Like, give me a, like, give me a, give me a break. Like, no one's at, like, it just is, it fully is, and it's, it's always men, um, and it is so much about, like, their, yes, their bad behavior that they want to be able to emulate also. Like, why don't I get to also oppress women and not get in trouble? Why don't I get to be homophobic and not get in trouble? First of all, it's like, you do well to learn that. You do well to learn the fucking double standards, and you should wise up to the fact that, like, you know, it shouldn't be happening anyway, but, like, you don't get to do the same things that a white person gets to do. You are not Chelsea Handler. Yeah, if Eddie Murphy has apologized in the for 90s. what he said in his Raw stand-up, Kevin Hart can issue a fucking apology. Right. Because let me tell you, your comedy is nowhere near Eddie Murphy right. at Raw level. Also, by the way, there's something so disingenuous about comparing him to Sarah Silverman, Chelsea Handler, and Amy Schumer, whom... All three of those women in particular on the shows they had, Sarah Silverman program inside Amy Schumer and what's the other one? Oh, and Chelsea Lately, prominently featured queer comedians. Like these are people who are a longtime allies of the LGBT community, loudly, apparently uh, on purpose. Kevin Hart has done shit for gay people. Well, that's sort of like what Kara said, you know, at the point where you sort of maybe you got lulled into this sense where you thought that like, okay, I can use fag because I have gay friends, Mm -hmm. you know, um, who maybe I've used the word jokingly around them. Like I've had straight female friends say that at some point, depending on the context. And you don't get mad if the context works. This was Kevin Hart using fag as an insult. And it's also, bitch, I don't see you walking gay children in nature. Right. Like there are no (laughs) gay people prominently involved in your movies involved in behind the scenes. So it's like you are not an ally to the gay community. And it's this problem, too, because it's always like when Michael Che defending him on Weekend Update. I mean, what nigga want Michael Che defend at this point? But it's like you doing this, it always tries to position this as like, oh, these white gay people are getting so mad about Kevin and trying to stop his bag, ignoring the fact that our black community is full of people on the LGBTQ spectrum, and none of you ever do anything yeah. to support that community. Can I also say that I I found some humor in some of this, in Nick Cannon's like quote-unquote outing of what they did? Because <laughs> Nick Cannon, I'm like, who are you talking to? What audience are you talking to? Because I was like, first of all, black people don't give a shit about any three of those women anyway. <laughs> like, it, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, who is his, who is, like, oh, they've said bad things. They're like, no one was checking for the Amy Schumer, whatever it is she's doing anyway, which I just, it was so, it was people so dumb. People have called them out on um, racist things right. before, and it's been people 
black men who've defended that. Right. It just it was it was just so dumb. Like I it remember was... when Lena and Amy um did something like racist and was yeah. it um Xavier that black um, guy online like reached Leap out did this the, whole tweet yeah. that like oh let me teach you a lesson it's like no one wants to do that right. with anyone else it was just it was so dumb because the there's a large chunk of people who didn't give a shit anyway and then you again you're proving nothing by saying that they've <laughs> like okay so they said things they shouldn't have said either what is your po- like what, yeah, right. what, are you, what are you trying to say also by the way sarah silverman in particular has more than any other comedian i can think of addressed specific jokes she has said, walked them back, said, here's exactly why I would not fucking say this again. Here's exactly why it was wrong and not been above criticism, which is the whole fucking thing with Kevin Hart. He can't believe the audience can talk back at all. You know what I mean? Like the way he's like, my team told me that people are upset. It's like, how dismissive can you be of people just being like, why the fuck did you say that? Right. And his phony ass tweet about <laughs> his son asking him why people get so mad on the internet. Sir, your son did not he ask did not you that. Ask you that. <laughs> Can I also, what was, he had a, Sir. so when he finally apologized, <sighs> what was his tweet? He said, I sincerely apologize to the LGBTQ community for my insensitive words from my past. I am evolving and want to continue to do so. And then. Do it. He quoted mm. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm. and said, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in the moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. And let me say that I immediately responded to that dumb fucking tweet because I let him know on Twitter the rest of the quote, <laughs> which says, the true neighbor will risk his position, his prestige, and even his life for the welfare of others. In dangerous valleys and hazardous pathways, he will lift some bruised and beaten brother to a higher and more noble life. But that's the thing. Listen, we have been over this. In case you were confused, <laughs> the Harriet Tubman rule also applies to Martin Luther King. It applies to Rosa Parks. It applies to Malcolm X. It applies to Huey Newton. It applies to, if there's a community center named after a black person, you shouldn't be out here comparing yourself to them. It shouldn't need to be said. I have already told you this. God damn it. Martin Luther King does not want to be, he does not want his name involved in Kevin Hart's bullshit. He just, Martin Luther King does not want his name on a tweet where Kevin Hart gave an apology days too late about some shit he shouldn't have done in the first place. He doesn't want anything to do with it. He doesn't want anything to do with Kevin Hart. Also, days before that, the original thing Kevin posted where he's like, the important thing is I'm in love with the man I'm becoming. It's like, well, you're 40 years old. Can you be that man already? Jesus, the fuck Christ. Also, just the bar for men in general of like, it's 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 that that thing of, yeah, it's so low and just like the way that they'll treat, you know, they're like, well, he was, he was 25 years old. Okay. <laughs> so he's not a goddamn child. He's it's in like, grad school? Yeah. It's like At the, what point do men become adults? Please. I would love a number. What is the age where men get to be held accountable for shit? Where we can say, this is an adult man. Because shit, if you're 40 years old and you were still fully figuring it out, listen, I'm happy for growth. People should grow. But if you were still... If you haven't figured out the whole being a man thing right. and being like a complete individual and you're 40 years old, if you're still that lost, we have a lot of problems. And by the way, um, in his continued growth, I hope he continues to reconcile with the movie Get Hard, which came out three years ago, in which he conflated preparing for rape in prison with regular gay culture and routinely did mocking effeminate gay voices. I interviewed him at the time and said, did you think any of this would actually ever sound dated? 
uh, or, you know, like humor that maybe shouldn't be said or is old or retrograde. And he told me that funny is funny. Who was in that movie with him? Will Ferrell. Oh. Yeah. No, man. Not a good move on either. <laughs> that movie is trash. <laughs> it is shocking. There is no comparison to how crappy that movie is. Also, Will Ferrell is very tall. And isn't and Kevin Hart is not right. Did that look weird on I camera? I do believe that was part of the dynamic. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think The Rock keeps starring opposite him? What movies have they been in? Together? Central Intelligence. Oh. It, it just makes it makes The Rock. Speaking look of taller. the Oscars. <laughs> Speaking of the Oscars. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> and so here's my thing. People keep talking about um, who they want to replace him, and my thing is. I would have been perfectly fine with him doing it if he'd apologized. I you have know? to agree. Because I have to agree. Because, listen, he is arguably one of the biggest box office stars right now, certainly the biggest in comedy right now. It would have gotten people watching the show. Which I'm and always we know into. they're thirsty for ratings. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a bad choice. But also, my thing, like everyone tweeting like, well, Tiffany Haddish host, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, first of all, do you think they didn't ask Tiffany Haddish before Kevin Hart? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. People lose their minds on the internet. It's like, why did you ask this person? I'm like, Kevin Hart was literally one of the last people that they went to. There was a really interesting article in The Hollywood Reporter, I believe, about basically why no one wants to host the Oscars. And they were going on about, you know, it's so easy to get steeped in controversy, how it's not that much money. And for the amount of time that you have to prepare, if you're an actual celebrity, it's not financially worth your you know worth your time necessarily is that promo really going to be useful for you so you had there they've been having trouble and it's you have to find someone sort of middle of the road you have to find someone who is funny but not you know is not going to offend anyone and someone you want someone who can be topical but not too partisan and that kind of thing so it's this weird it's a small group of people who um, you know, who could really do the job. And then it's also the fact that their ratings are dwindling. So they want to get someone who's going to help with that. But also someone who could help with that. That's how you get into some Kevin Hart shit. Right, right. Also, it's interesting, though, because when I think of past Oscar hosts, I can't really think of anybody whose star fell after hosting the Oscars. Even like the, the worst even example James would be Franco. James Franco. It's like still a movie star afterwards. And by the way, and, and the reason is... Even me too couldn't take him down. That's what I'm saying. Also, <laughs> I mean, because I think people are aware on some level that the Oscars is a very specific challenge. And even if you fail at it, you don't suck. You know what I mean? It's just like, all right, didn't work out. That said, I, I hope actually we take the lesson from the Golden Globes and how people are excited for Sandra Oh and Andy Samberg because co-hosts is a good idea. It takes the burden off liking a single individual and makes it feel more like a show. Like, oh, I wonder what these two will put out. You know, it's more it's it's more kind of a, a jocular rad energy. So I'm I'm excited for a duo. And by the way, seems weird that Wanda Sykes's name hasn't come up in this conversation. How has she not hosted the Oscars before? Uh, Lena Waithe suggested Wanda Sykes. Oh, she did. Uh, she? she suggested like Donald Glover, Wanda Sykes. She just I don't want she, Donald Glover. I know. She just said make sure it's someone black and funny. Yeah, I don't think that's that hard. I mean, well, okay, fine. I'll do it, Lena. I'll do it. Oh, is that? Oh, I see what was happening now. All leading to this. Uh, that was why we discussed all of this. That's Come the on. point of everything. Moms Mabley, get up here. Okay. And you fell for it <laughs> once again. <laughs> when we're back, Offset does not get to party with Cardi anymore. Mm. Keep It is brought to you by Barefoot Dreams. 
Lewis. Yes. When you see footprints in the sand, that was when I carried you in my barefoot dreams rub. Now, is that a Leona Lewis song? <laughs> no. Uh, if you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially now as the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite luxe home blanket. And while many have attempted to duplicate their blankets, robes, and more, Barefoot Dreams' fabrication and quality cannot be replicated, so don't believe the dupes. Girl, this blanket is it. I effing love this blanket. I'm thinking about it right now, and I want to jump in my bed, which is sponsored by something that we'll do another ad for momentarily. Get ready. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Jesus, get a life, Oprah. My God. (laughs) Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. Their products make the perfect gifts, too. Uh, I throw this thing on. I wear it like a shawl. I look exactly like Ellen Burstyn. And <laughs> I am the coziest a human being can be. Because by the way, it's still that time in Los Angeles where it's like pretty mild outside and then your apartment is cold. I can't explain mm. it. I don't know things like basic science. For Keep It listeners, you can get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code KEEPIT15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR and how I live my life every day. Oh, I'm glad to bear witness to it. (laughs) Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of a struggle. It sounds like you at Coachella. I'm already tuned in. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations. There's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Doesn't the black experience sound like a three-disc Prince album we never got? Someone check the vault, please. <laughs> Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Last Wednesday, Cardi B formally announced via Instagram that she was calling it quits with her husband Offset after one tender year of marriage. She said, so, so everybody been bugging me and everything. You know, I've been trying to work out things with my baby father for a hot minute now. We are really good friends. We are really good business partners. You know, he's always somebody that I run and talk to. And we got a lot of love for each other, but things just haven't been working out between us for a long time. I didn't know she was the cash me outside girl. (laughs) (laughs) 
or, or like Snooki? Uh, Who was that? I'll work on that accent. I actually thought that video was a joke when I first saw it. I thought this was part of some comedy long, style. Yeah, some like something that they were both going to get a check for at the end. I was like, surely this is some <laughs> this they're promoing something or whatever. But like Pete um, and Ariana's relationship. <laughs> When but did she was... write that song? You you do wonder about that, don't you? <laughs> she wrote Thank You Next three years ago. Yeah. But uh, it's true. Cardi is moving on. And you know what? Good for her. I've never, I've not seen one person um, other than Offset is the only person who seems upset about this break. I honestly, that tweet, hold on. The actual tweet is, fuck y'all, I miss Cardi. Yes. Yes. Uh... Has there ever been better promo for an artist in history? <laughs> it's also like, sir... We didn't do anything. We didn't. Can you, leave <laughs> us, can you leave us out of this? That was what he commented to on the video that she posted that has since been deleted. And he comments, y'all won. Basically, <laughs> like, getting mad at everyone else to be like, well, this is what you wanted, right? We're like, first of all, it is kind of what we wanted. I will say they made a beautiful, we got to see culture out of this, which right. was a treat. And that baby is beautiful. So oh. I appreciate, you made a very cute child. Leave Cardi alone. Let her now go to the club. Hang out. Live her life. You think culture and baby future are going to be friends when they grow up? Just, just, <laughs> just, just, talk, just talk, talk about their ain't shit, shit dads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, on TMZ, a woman named Summer Bunny. Oh, yeah. The greatest name. B-U-N-N-I. That sounds like the name. Woof. That's so like a, a, a Playboy centerfold 1982. <laughs> she came forward to apologize to Cardi for allegedly coming between them, she said, I have not messed with Offset since he's had his baby <laughs> and that she didn't know how serious this marriage was. Which is, frankly, an iconic lie. Neither did he. That's how I feel about most marriages. I, I can't be held responsible. I didn't know how serious his marriage was. I thought it was for the cameras. <laughs> the other thing is they got married, like, a while. They had been married for longer than we realized because they got married and then he proposed on stage but they had already been married they oh, were married like right. well before she had the baby so it was them and they did it quietly in a way where you're like oh maybe they really did want to be married if they're going to be secret about it and not make it a whole thing but one of them wanted to be married well you know what cardi is winning winning she is nominated for four grammys mm-hmm. she is nominated for Record of the Year with I Like It. She's nominated for Rap Album, Invasion of Privacy, Album of the Year as well, and Rap Performance for Be Careful. And you know what? She doesn't have to share her money with two other dudes. Yeah. Uh, Let's go straight to Cardi B. How, not splitting this shit three ways. <laughs> how beautiful was it when she found out she was nominated? She, so Cardi <laughs> was walking into court for, I don't remember the case that she the, was going in for. She, look, she sent some Her people stylings. to beat up a stripper. Oh, right, right. A stripper who was maybe sleeping with Offset. And she's So in, we should have seen this coming. We should have seen this coming. She has this <laughs> blue, like jade blue hair, and she is in a fur-lined collared coat, and she's walking into court, and one of the paparazzi is like, Cardi, you got nominated for Grammys. And she, we see the moment where she learns, and it was beautiful, and it was so Cardi, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I like how so much of her life now is just dedicated to wearing, like, uh, ferocious courtroom attire, just like she's Lucy Liu in Chicago. That's what I'm she saying. She looks like, amazing. Styled like you know, it's the last act of a Lifetime movie where the <laughs> husband died mysteriously. You know, <laughs> she's Karen Wolak on the 
stand in One Life to Live? Yes, precisely. Yes. Yeah, you I'll know who that was. I'll, kind of. Judith Light in yeah, One Life oh, to Live. Yes, yes, yes. Judith. I don't know what they're talking about. I will say this, which is that I think Cardi is the mood you go into in 2019. Dump these men. You don't need them. They're dead weight. Let them go. She's got her cute ass baby. She's got her money. She's got all those wigs. She does not need offset. Get rid of them. Also, in the wake of her year-long fight with Nicki Minaj, um, Nun Lee, as the internet have been calling, (laughs) (laughs) Nicki, did not get any nominations. The nominations for Grammys this year were, I don't want to say puzzling, but like Ariana didn't come up with much. And uh, uh, I also hate when there are too many nominees in a category. The Emmys are going this way, too, where it's like, if there's like eight nominations, like we're we're losing a little bit of prestige. And I can't remember all of them. So get down to five. What's weird is, Taylor Swift was only nominated for a pop vocal album, and Reputation, as much as like we knocked it and she was having like a messy year with singles, uh, Reputation was the biggest selling album of the year. No, right. But I guess the question is, how many times can they, can they keep giving her top honor chances? Because she yeah. already won it twice. and it's When it's, she shouldn't have. I mean, specifically yeah. for, True. well, it's like, I like, again, I love 1989. Well, someone keeps nominating Beck. Oh, I know he. Well, I mean, that, that's an interesting situation. Again, it's so hard with the Grammys because they're they're balancing like there's only a few albums that sell every year, so we've got to give them something. But we want to award the stuff that's really good or by people who used to be more popular but are still keeping it up. So it's this weird balance of who actually deserves it and when that the Grammys are always figuring out. And so it's like it's lost something. Mm. Anyway, all right. Well, I guess our 2019 mood is Cardi. Cardi. Dump men, have, hold your cute baby, put on a wig, put on a furg. <laughs> when we're back, we're going to be joined by Darcy Carden of The Good Place. And also, why was Beyonce an idiot? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. And we're back. Darcy Carton is Hi. here. So exciting. I fucking love her. <laughs> she walked in and you. I was like, I love her even more. <laughs> yeah. You are like 
cozy sweater Janet. Today. Yeah, I'm going. Co- well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Darcy is wearing a sweater with a duck on it. A big old sweatshirt. I think I'm damn Ariana Grande today. Oh, you should have worn your boots I and know, your pony. And just no pants at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Rachel Antonoff, if you must know. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> is that. Is she related to Jack? Yeah, they're siblings. She's a a really cool designer. I bet you would be into her stuff. Is that the duck that people in New York were freaking out about? No, I don't think it is. I think it's just like luckily it just worked out. There was a duck in New York? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You didn't hear about this duck? (laughs) No. It was some colorful duck. You've seen a picture and you've just scrolled past. Well, you know, I was in Europe for a month on vacation. Where is that? You don't get the internet in Europe? Yeah, that duckless continent of Europe. (laughs) It's across the street from Ohio. Got it. Got it. Uh, You were in Europe for a month? Yeah. What a life you lead. I'm a scammer. When you're not working, you're (laughs) grueling on set every day or... Or what do we do, Lewis? Uh, hang here. <laughs> hang here. <laughs> this is work. Dream of yeah. Europe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was on a show for several weeks, that and then great. I was on hiatus. I want to. I want to know about it. But you probably already talked about it, and that would be you don't want to redo your content. You know what I mean? Of course, <laughs> of course. You're such a pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I guess I am. Uh, tell you me about got it. it. Tell me about it after we uh, wrap. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna get into. Speaking of a pros. game with yeah. you later. Oh, okay. yeah. We're going to get into a little game with you later. Yay. But first, that. Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I've heard of her. She, you know her? Yeah. Do you know that she performed at an Indian wedding yeah. this weekend? On Sunday, she landed in India for the wedding of Isha Ambani, yeah. the daughter of India's richest man. And she married the son of another billionaire. Nice. Come on. This was... Crazy? Do we know anything about how much she was paid for it? And I, does it no. even matter I mean, to no. any of them? I mean, no, of course. Right? But of course, my question is, how many songs did she perform? Uh-huh. And also, I mean, because I'm, I'm thinking back to like when Mariah Carey would mysteriously be in Dubai uh-huh. for a month or whatever. <laughs> right. You know, and she gets paid. I had heard something along the lines of like 1.5 million. I feel like Beyonce's going there yeah. and it's billionaires involved. She's getting eight figures. Yeah. Beyonce's ask, I believe, oh. is like at minimum two mil. And mm. this was not just like, I'm going to stand here and sing a song. Right. She had backup dancers, Costume, she had right. new looks. Yes. Can I have, I have to express my perhaps unpopular opinion. Okay. I think this is a little. Beneath her. her. Oh, totally. Like, she should not be, she shouldn't be bookable. I don't even think that's unpopular. I think, I bet most people that love Beyonce the way we all love her were like, you don't need to do this. She shouldn't be bookable. You should not be able to give Beyonce money and convince her to show up somewhere. Beyonce should show up when she chooses. When she appears. When she, (laughs) when she just appears somewhere to perform. Like, I don't know. It was a little. That's not fair to the beehive. Why? Why? We have to, we have to. You want to know for us, we have to. Purchase our tickets right. to oh, go I and see. see her on her terms. Right. I felt like this they was rude. They had to pay for this. But I felt like this was rude. They did. Yes. Apparently the guests had to pay too. Wait, the what? guests paid? I saw, Ew. listen, I saw that Ew. on Twitter. Okay. I don't know. But it was, you know. It is funny to think that it could have been one million or one billion and it wouldn't right. matter to either party. <laughs> right. They yeah, would totally. just be like, yeah, yeah sure, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if she was like friends with like it makes yeah. me wonder if she has some other personal relationship where it was both a job but also sort of like a favor like maybe she was friends with the bride or whatever yeah. has something where it was like a gesture maybe all she's... rich people are friends yeah it's true and they're all nice people 
<laughs> my question is did they want this to get out at all oh, did they, yeah. did they, oh, did they yeah. just get pictures of her getting off the plane or was there any actual no, press about posted, it no she posted I think she posted oh, wow. pictures okay. in, in costume yeah. an Instagram photo shoot you know her deal you know her her Instagram <laughs> so, photos someone yes. had pointed out she hasn't even posted pictures from that global citizens concert <laughs> and she was posting pictures from this wedding what if that so, was part of the like contract oh it had to it be was, right? it had to be part of the deal <laughs> definitely, yeah. definitely oh I'm yeah. so glad she didn't post a picture like with the bride and groom or Anything. That'd be s- Oof. Yeah. Do you think she even gave them one? No, no, no. You know what this They're makes like me- performance only. <laughs> yeah. This makes me think of my younger sister has told us for years. Now, mind you, she's not engaged. She's not getting married anytime soon. No shame. But she wants. <laughs> she tells my dad every day that she wants boys to men to perform at her wedding. <laughs> and it is this ongoing thing where we go through, like, how much could boys to men right. cost? Like, the flight is probably the most expensive right. part of getting them somewhere. Oh, okay. And, you know, and then she's like, I want them to sing when I walk down the aisle and at the reception. Wow. So, this is the Brown family version of discussing of the Beyonce performing at your wedding. Oh, God. Down the aisle and at the reception. That's- Which is. Bold. It's yeah. a lot. And like, do we want to hear them twice? I think you want to hear them once. I think she would live to regret that. Yes. That's, I'm gonna, <laughs> Lindsay, if you're listening Lindsay, to this. Yes. Lindsay, I think you would live to regret that. I think you want the reception. I think you want to mm. be the, I think you and your husband smooching it up want to be like the main <laughs> attraction at the actual ceremony. And then when everybody's like, getting drunk and partying you want to have that big surprise yes yes, oh, yes. Yeah. you don't want to turn one moment into two thank you That's well, true. I'm, I'm going down the aisle I'm coming down to my neck my back by Kia <laughs> and by the way it's going to be played by Elton strings John. okay <laughs> yes right and strings yes I didn't agree to walk down the aisle to that lady. I would t- wait <laughs> all right Ira sure wait hold on it's going to be a new weird I don't know how I feel about this new bit that Ira's that they're getting married that they're together <laughs> It's very weird for me. I'm okay. just crazy. What do you mean? Crazy in love? That's right. I know. Uh, the, what was funny is not just Beyonce being there, the other guests at this wedding, Hillary Clinton was there. <laughs> no, she wasn't. Yeah. She was there. She what is there? this She wedding? took a photo with the bride and groom. Yeah. Priyanka was there. Apparently, this bride was a bridesmaid in Priyanka Chopra's Interesting. Wedding. And Priyanka yes. and Nick were there. Can you... Imagine <laughs> throwing your big ass Indian wedding, <laughs> and then next week <laughs> going, I'm going to go to an even bigger one that day. Beyonce is performing at. Was you Priyanka know, you know, Priyanka was pressed, stewing, just I like know. steam coming out of her ears. That's that's true. She's like, my husband sang that song, jealous. <laughs> But didn't they also, they did a perform. this is making, I need to find an Indian billionaire to marry because at their wedding, they did a whole performance thing where like the Jonas Brothers performed and they, I mean, whatever, they did dancing and stuff. Like, is this standard? Yes. Because yes. I would, I want that. They, have you ever been to an Indian wedding? I have, but not one that's like money. Yeah. 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 They were not billionaires. I went to Sorry. one a couple of years ago and it was the best Weekend of my life. It they, was. They're it was all weekend. So fun. It was this is so. What I fun. gotta get in. Yeah. They're all weekend. Beyonce's performance wasn't even the wedding date. Right. It was the pre-wedding performance. There's there's a thing like every every morning, afternoon, and night for three days or more. If someone is listening, I make pasta very well. Yeah. I am really good at calling people to do things because <laughs> you are a billionaire, so we won't have to do any of. You know the day to day. Also, on the trash. if you're just listening to her voice, you're missing out on the main feature, which is her <laughs> damn face. <laughs> oh, she's a babe, a yes. full babe, number I'm, one babe. Oh my gosh, I'm ready to. I'm ready to go to all the billionaires out there. Because also, 
You know, the guests were flown in on a hundred different chartered flights. Wow. But again, I'm not over Hillary Clinton. Speaking of people who shouldn't be bookable, my right. God. Well, Wall Street's dried up. I fucking, oh, wow. wow. Love this topical comedy from a, this bastard. <laughs> Uh, I'm just, I mean, like, truly is like the the ghost of like, I don't, I don't know, Eisenhower there? Like, who else showed up? Ariana Huffington. <laughs> yeah, right. Darcy, who's for, who, if you could, yeah. you could book, yeah. you're already married. Me married. But say you're doing a, 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 a redo. redo. A, what is it called? Like a, a, a recommitment or something. something yeah. un- People like doing those. People like doing yeah, those. Do. We're getting married again. Yeah. yeah. And you, you know, you're on a hit show now. Maybe you could just have your pick. Okay. Who are you picking? I'm picking <laughs> like some, some, oh God. I mean, you can't, you can't get better than Beyonce. I <laughs> would have the One Direction reunion. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yes. That's yes. Yeah. The One Direction yes. reunion would be at my wedding. I have forgotten to think about Zayn recently. Oh, what do you Zane. mean forgotten to think about That's him? What I'm Never saying. stop forgetting. He has new music out. He does. I, I, I need to be is reminded he, of it. Is he still with Gigi? Yeah, baby. Okay, yeah. good. Good for yeah. them. Yeah, they're cute. Going strong. Yeah. It's the best thing he's doing lately. Yeah. Louis Tomlinson keeps ruining my name. I was going to say, actually, he has ruined your name for me. Yeah. It's hard to see. It's hard to think of you not as a Louis with the way you spell it. Right. No. But I mean, the way you spell it is Louis. That's correct. Which is correct. Right. I mean, I also have weird name stuff. Oh yes, you, know, you do. I have a. I mean, I have a weird apostrophe in my yes. name that I I put in myself. Why did you wow. put it in? In junior high, I put it in because I was obsessed with Smashing Pumpkins and mm-hmm. the and the bassist. Was a girl named Darcy with an apostrophe. Are you still obsessed with Smashing Pumpkins? Like, I'm still obsessed with Liz Fair, which is like my Chicago when I was obsessed with. And right. Really, yes. Now, there, here's a weird thing about being obsessed with something as, like, a teen. I'm obs- I'm still obsessed with what I was obsessed with, but I didn't, f- I didn't keep, like, I used to, right. you know you what I mean? Right, you don't keep up. Yeah, yeah so yeah, it's right. a weird thing when you, like, love the first three albums of a band and you know every word of every mm-hmm. song, and then you just kind of stop. But you still love those first three, right. but then you kind of can't claim it anymore. When it's it like Bjork on... for me. I don't know what Bjork has done recently, oh. but I know her first five albums obsessively. Do you know that under the... No, I switched. I had a Bjork sh- shirt on today. Oh, my God. I would have wept in we front of you. We would have kissed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who cares? Who cares? I'm not wearing it, so who cares? Uh, all right, Darcy. Hi. We're going to play a game. Woo! This game is called Good Plays, Bad Plays. We played it with Kristen when she was on. Yeah. And she was very nice. Yes. Did you know this about her? She's extremely nice. Yeah, I I have noticed that. She looked so pained when we were giving her these options because in the game you decided something's going to go to the good place or the bad place. And every time she's like found the other side. Like what if someone likes this thing? Which I totally get. I do get that it's like for here. Should I? Okay. With this game, should it be what I would pick or like because she kind of did a everybody so i'm looking at yes. everybody and if somebody likes this thing then they should get to go to the good place or it's whatever what you it's think. what you think okay yeah, yeah. okay and but I we would be- we shouted things at her like a hangnail and she's like well if you love them exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um i was like i think that's physically impossible Kristen. <laughs> being scammed by dirty john well <laughs> <laughs> all right um okay i'm i'm I'll, i'm ready to be a little bitch all right <laughs> you ready to be bad janet yeah 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 carolyn start the clock drinking red wine at the beach bad place taylor swift <laughs> good place <laughs> <laughs> people who still quote mean girls <laughs> has it come back around to good place maybe like, maybe thanks to ariana <laughs> or maybe be eh. 
good place. <laughs> People who think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Oh, a good place. Green Apples. For me, bad place. Mm, I like it. Yeah. Jake Tapper. Good place. Bad place. <laughs> okay. We're in a Twitter feud. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not in a Twitter feud right now. White wine. Good place. Mm-hmm. People who always have 100 unread emails. Bad place because I have that and it stresses me out. Mm, the new teddy bear jacket trend. What is that? Oh, good place. I'm into it. Okay. I'll Dude, show you a cute one. Dudes who wear flip flops. Ex boyfriend, bad place. Ooh. <laughs> oh. uh, people who take up the entire escalator. Oh, bad place. Okay. People who come to a full stop to make a right turn. Full stop. It is the law. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place. The good place. Good place. Uh, <laughs> we're doing two peace signs right now. Ding! Ding! <laughs> oh, I learned a lot. Did you? Yes. I like Jake Tapper one. generally but speaking. Also, like, I, I have a roller coaster of emotions with Jake Tapper. I get that. He I get gives that. and he takes. Right. Just We've like with his hotness. I mean, come on. What, you know what I'm you saying? You think that's a roller coaster? I think that's straight to the top. Oh, you think so? Yeah. <laughs> Jake Tapper and I like, argued about a tweet years ago, and then we followed each other and got over it. Yeah. And then he was not pleased when I dragged him about that Obama comment. Oh, he blocked me for that. Yeah. He yeah. was not pleased when you dragged him? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Darcy, I have to ask you yeah. quickly. So recently, it was the mid-season finale right. of The Good Place, which if you are not watching, you are an idiot. <laughs> um, and you did. It was crazy. So basically, not to give too much away, but you played all of the characters on the show, basically. Right, right. How was that? I read the Vulture piece. There's an amazing Vulture piece that went through all of the mechanics of it, which was so interesting. But what was it like basically just, and it was just you. It like, was, Yeah. It was wild. It was a weird, it was, it, I was very excited and very terrified. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it was kind of this weird honor. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where I was like, if you think I can do this, I'll try. Mm-hmm. But I was like, very nervous that I would sort of disappoint. But you know, the, I don't know. It was, it was only my my big fat face on screen, but it was like a real group effort. You know what yeah, I mean? We, yeah, like amazing writers, amazing director. Yeah. Everybody was on top of it, and and it was wild though. I yeah. did kind of I I I'm pretty uh, grounded and normal, but I kind of lost my mind for a couple weeks there. That's fair. Yeah, like I a lot of tears. Like I'd come home. I, my husband is the the like he was my um my my support mm-hmm. I, I'm looking for like a cuter word than yeah. that. <laughs> but like I would cry a lot uh-huh. or uh, Your kangaroo pouch yeah he was my kangaroo pouch Ew. that's right he was my kanga <laughs> from Winnie the Pooh um, and a lot of like I, I this maybe says something I would it would be the days would be so long and crazy and nonstop that I would kind of forget to eat mm. and I would I would have them uh, put some <laughs> whatever we had for dinner I'd say will you just put it in my fridge in my trailer and then in after we'd wrap I'd go to my car and I would like eat cold meat with my hands just like in my car like kind of staring <laughs> off into the distance like at 10 o'clock at night and uh, that was kind of uh, that was that was what that week was right, I would just right. sort of like it was these weird little moments you know ha- happiness and tears and eating meat in my car but it was great and I I the bottom line is like I feel so 
lucky to have gotten to do that and that they would trust me yeah. to do that. And it was it was great. Also, was your... I was going to say, there's something so just amazing about watching you act because you have like a, a beguiling quality. Like, you again, you, you're such a like a relatable, like fun, like you're not somebody who has like wild expressions on her face all the time. So when you pop with these characters, it's so such a joy. Oh, it's like, wow, so nice. she has that in her. You know, how does this normal favorite... person do awesome things? <laughs> <laughs> who was your favorite person to play? To play? I really loved playing Jason, who's Manny Jacinto. Oh, that was, yeah. He, like, I could have stayed in that costume and in that, like, character yeah. body all day. I'll, I'll switch characters with You'll him see. next season. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, he can wear that little purple suit. <laughs> <laughs> Move over, Anna DeVere Smith. You're in this one-woman show. You should take it to Broadway. I will. Do it. Can Actually, you do, do, do the traveling Janet, Janet to travel Janet, What yeah. if in, like, ten years, you're like, what happened to Darcy Carter? And then you hear, like, off-Broadway, I'm doing, like, Darcy Carden is the Janet. <laughs> She's in Dayton. Yeah. Uh, we'll oh, be there opening no. night. Thank you so much. I would buy a ticket. I would pay money. I wouldn't even hit you up and say, hey, Darcy, right, right, could I get you would some pay? free tickets? I would you'd spend know, the money. I'd need it. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, Chidi was really hard to do. Yeah. Um, Eleanor was hard, but, like, started to get fun. Chidi was the hardest. And then Tahani was fun and she's you know she's like kind of cold and and she's an accent right 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 yeah there's yeah. i think jason and tahani were like the easiest to sort of play with and yeah. chidi and eleanor were harder whatever it was fun it was a blast and you know well, I, you know I, it was a blast what? this oh yes this <laughs> was and thank you for kicking me out the door you little bitch. <laughs> we love you i love you guys so much thank you for having me on this cool podcast thank oh my you god so please live coming. here i want to be the fourth yeah, just come sure. and hang yeah, the yeah. people yeah. demanded it i'm i'm is that, well no they did. What do you mean? People wanted you on the show. You got one tweet that said have Darcy Carter. No, there were multiple tweets. Woo! Also, Our Christmas party photo, yeah. people were in my Instagram comments saying, when is Darcy on oh, the we show? D- we did have a good tweet where somebody said, have Darcy on, on the podcast, and you wrote never. And then I wrote never as a little, like, we winked to each other. Like, uh, we could uh, talk to you forever, yeah. but, but we're we not can. going to. <laughs> <laughs> when we're back, keep it. And we're back with our favorite segment of the episode. It is keep it time, y'all. Mm-hmm. Lewis, pursing your lips over there like you want to mm-hmm. say keep it to something. Well, get ready because it's Kara's favorite brand of keep it, which is an abstract one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a legendary entertainer's birthday today. And I was thinking about who is caring enough about her recently and not coming up with enough people. It is the 70th birthday of Dionne Warwick. I uh, Dionne Warwick is probably one of my five favorite vocalists ever. I just want to say keep it to our cultural memory of her because when you go back to the singles that Dionne came out with in the 60s with uh, Hell, David, and Burt Bacharach, I'm talking about I Say a Little Prayer and uh, 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 Do You Know the Way to San Jose, one of my favorite all-time songs. It's like we've lost how amazing she was. For instance, when the Aretha Franklin died, and people are talking about their favorite Aretha Franklin songs, people would say, oh, I say a little prayer. It's like, well, okay, she did a great version. That is a Dionne Warwick song, and I want to put that front and center first of all. Dionne's voice is crystal clear. It has that kind of Diana Ross girlishness, but has that slice of Eartha Kitt, like, saucy underneath, and she has kept it going 
for 50 years now, she's still performing concerts. She is fucking amazing. She is so much more than the Celebrity Apprentice appearance where she called somebody a hussy. I fucking love Dionne Warwick. Well, you know, though, who you're speaking to. What group of people is not giving her, her oh, love? white people? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because in the Negro households, we've... We've got our Diane Warwick fandom down. I feel. Yes. Like, I feel like. You, yeah. I feel like. Uh, black, you're black, the people, house. black people love Diane. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We've loved her. We've loved her since the pop music. We were all calling into the Psychic Friends Network. Oh yeah. <laughs> like um, that is what friends are for. Uh, right. Yes. Being psychic. Okay. Dion Ben Warwick. Quite. Dion ben Warwick. <laughs> What's your favorite Dion Warwick song, Ira? I mean, I really do like "Say a Little Prayer." Okay, well, fine. It's a good song. Yeah, I love Heartbreaker. Yeah, Deja Vu, Love mm. Power. I can go on and on. But let's not. Anyway. <laughs> Happy birthday, Dion. Thanks for everything. Happy birthday, Dion. Happy birthday, girl. <laughs> I'm going to call the Psychic Friends Network just for you. Great. Right now. Do you think it's still on? 1-800-something-something. What if Miss Cleo picks up? Oh, isn't she dead? She is quite dead. But once you're in the ether anyway, there's no, maybe she'll still talk. Well, while Kara does her keep it, I'm going to see if the Psychic Friends Network is still working. Good. Go ahead. So my keep it is to, I don't know if you guys remember the Fire Festival. And that oh, would be I do. Fire with a Y. And it was when some man scammed all of these awful rich kids into going to an island. He told them there would be a music festival. There was nothing. They lived like refugees for two days and couldn't handle it. Um, that dude got like six years in prison, which feels there are other people who should be in prison for six years, but whatever. Um, so this is a keep it to there is a documentary about the fire festival coming out on Netflix soon. The second one in the works. Hulu is also working on one. We don't need, I would argue we don't really need a documentary because what it's going to be is all of these terrible Instagram influencer rich kids whining, which is fun, I will admit. Mm -hmm. Their their tweets and seeing how shitty things were for them was pretty satisfying. And like discovering the box launches. And yeah, stuff. that was great. I don't know that I need a whole documentary on that. I don't, I don't need their victimhood to have that much of a platform. And we for damn sure do not need two documentaries on the fire festival. Oh yeah. Um, I think a, I think like a 30 minute YouTube video would suffice for me of just them doing like confessional real world style. Um, you know, just crying into the camera about how they didn't get their Instagram pics and jaw rule wasn't there. <laughs> Feeling wronged by jaw. Feeling wrong by jaw rule. <laughs> um, but I don't need a documentary on this. So does Ashanti. <laughs> probably. I don't know. Actually, I think they're probably fine. They were they were they were going on tour together. I know, I recall. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> I was there. Girl, they were later than me. <laughs> like Lauren Hill late. Anyway. I just want to say my favorite um Ashanti song has nothing to do with Ja Rule. It's What's Love? Fat Joe. Quite. What's love? Anyway, I'm not gonna say. Don't. Um all right. We are back. No. To me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're just resetting, okay. Uh just resetting to me. Guys, I'm about to call the Psychic Friends Network. No, you're not. Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Your call cannot be completed and dialed. Please check the number and dial again. Announcement. Okay. Wow, I called the number from a Dion commercial. Doesn't work anymore. That's my keep it. That's your keep it. You should have been able to predict that, honey. That's my keep it this week. I didn't have a keep it this week. That's fine. That's, wow. That's, that's apparent. People are always asking for positivity from us. If that's not a, a positive right there, no keep it. Thanks for tuning in to Keep It This Week. Thank you to Darcy Carden for being here. What a light. 
Yes. And remember, keep it, listeners. If you need health insurance, you can find affordable plans at healthcare.gov. Yes, it works. And be sure you sign up before the deadline, which is Saturday, December 15th. I was on the Colbert Show. How could I say keep it to anything? That's true. I'm all about love and positivity today. I bet he's strikingly handsome in person. He is. Phoebe Robinson and Jessica Williams called him a zaddy. Sure. Mm. He is. Mm. He's in his like mid-50s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whew. Quite. Sign me up. Oh, goodness. He looks like Guy Smiley a little bit. You know that puppet? <laughs> uh, anyway, my episode is on Thursday, and this is our last news episode. Next week is our live episode. Oh, yes. Live from the Peppermint Club. That happened. And mm-hmm. after that is our Christmas episode. Guys. Guys, this is it. This is it. What if Keep It never comes back? Good job. I think I'm happy with what we produced. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, contractually, we will. Um, so <laughs> that will happen. Yeah. I love you both. This isn't good. This isn't this the last. You can't end it on a... I can't say that. No. I'm sorry. Oh my god. We'll, we'll see, see you the next week. We'll yeah. see you next week. <laughs> I'm Jessica Reeves, and I've been analyzing and reporting on extremism for the last ten years, and I have the gray hair to prove it. Subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, for an always eye-opening look inside the daily work of exposing, fighting, and disrupting all facets of extremism. My co-host, Oren Siegel, and I explore this ever-changing landscape and bring you stories of people and places impacted by extremism, those who fight to protect our communities, and those who offer new perspectives. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale. Even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great.